that fringe and see how it flutters. When I drive those high-stepping shutters, nosy folks will peek. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The B-Side, a podcast for the Film Stage website. Happy belated Mother's Day. If you're listening, you're saying way belated because it's weeks since Mother's Day. But as we record, it's only mere days. And it may even be post-Father's Day by the time you listen yes, to this. Yes, very yeah. possible. Yes, it could be any time. Really, yeah. podcasts, they live forever. So welcome to this one. But... um we are saying happy belated Mother's Day because it's only a couple days after Mother's Day as we record, and we're talking about Meg Ryan, and we're talking about Meg Ryan with you asked for, she's back, <laughs> Julie Mecca, my mom. Hello. Hi, guys. Hey, mom. Guys. And Connor's here too. Yeah, I wasn't Yay. here. I wasn't here Podcast for the gear. Producer. No, we missed you last I wasn't here for the gear. We did that in <laughs> my parents' basement. Yeah. And this is coming. This is okay. coming to you from Midtown Manhattan. So right. if you oh. hear the uh, the odd siren, uh, I don't know. I don't. I'm, much I'm, more I'm, I'm sure. I apologize. Yeah, my and mom I, is very yeah. impressed by professional yeah. microphones, and windscreens, wind and whatnot. Thanks, Julie. Um, <laughs> so. We're talking about Meg Ryan. We've been wanting to talk about Meg for a while after mm-hmm. we did Richard Gere. Yep. Maybe even on the podcast, I mentioned who else would you want to do? And yeah, I think you we love, did mention You that, love yeah. Meg. Oh, gosh. Love those now, movies. We have a couple movies we want to talk about specifically, the B-sides, obviously, now, mm-hmm. and also just obviously with the B-sides, we talk about movie stars, not the movies that made them famous or the movies that kept them famous, but the ones they made in between. And so I think... We were thinking of doing, Connor, I'll let you just make sure I'm right. The three movies we're going to focus on are? So, yeah. So the three we're basically tackling uh, are all sort of later stage. Post um, You've Got Mail. Correct. She got her mail. Yep. And then she made these (laughs) movies. Yep. So it's all, they're all later stage Meg Ryan. Mm -hmm. We're going to start with, uh, with Hanging Up. Right. The Mm -hmm. Diane Keaton joint. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. R- written by the the Efron sisters and directed directed by Diane Keaton. Yep. And second, second feature film yep. directed. And uh, and then we're gonna follow that up with uh, the uh, the Russell Crowe thriller Proof of Life, which right. she did the same year, two thousand. Right. Uh, and then we're gonna jump ahead a couple years and talk about Against the Ropes, mm-hmm. uh, which, right, is which is the, kind of her last movie star movie kind of there was a couple yeah she had i mean she had the quick context i mean she had three years after that she had in the land of women uh indie movie yeah and then a year after that she had uh the women yeah diane english's remake of the women and diane english i think is murphy brown right she created i think murphy brown which i think which did oh, one of I your so. which is one of your favorite shows oh sure yeah God. so diane english the, directed the original the original murphy uh, brown we yeah. yeah we right 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 yeah. i don't know she may i wonder i wonder if she uh, was part of the remake but regardless yeah, uh, the women is a remake of the famous uh, i think it's the 1939 correct women mm-hmm. um, from way back when and it was underseen and under you know I think it did okay. Poor, I think it did yeah. okay, but it was a it was a like it had a, a lot of people in it. Yeah. Ava Mendes, Meg Ryan, Debbie Mess. Oh yep. yes, I. You know what? I think I saw that. Did you? Yeah, I did. Did you yeah. like it? Do you remember if you liked it? Um, I think it was okay. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, Deborah Messing was in yeah, it. Oh, wait, yeah, 08, I think. I mean, I've seen it. I mean, you it's... and basically everybody else. So it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot yeah. they saw it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I it didn't. It. I don't right. think I don't think it did much. I think it kind of I I, I don't even know. What a cast. I, though, Connor right? can check. I think I wasn't even a uh 
a proper major studio. I think it was a mid-major released it. Unless I'm totally yeah, me... What year was that? 2008. Picture House was right. the yeah. studio. Yeah. So it was kind of like an indie scenario. So was that her last movie? No. Well, no. after that, a year after that, she did a super small movie uh, called Serious Moonlight. Which is written uh, posthum. I mean, it was a posthumous written by Adrian Shelley, who wrote oh, uh, Waitress. Waitress. Mm-hmm. Love and that. And obviously, at, by the time they made Serious oh. Moonlight, it was posthumous. And was a script she had written. It's where she kidnaps, I think, Timothy Hutton, right? She duct tapes him to a toilet. Right. Yeah, because their marriage is failing. and That's what I call serious moonlight. And so she duct tapes. I don't know. It's a whole thing. I retire. Um, It it made $11. Yeah. It made like like no money. No, yeah. yeah. That's Uh, an indie. I mean, that's the thing. She started in the land of women, right? She starts making kind of smaller movies. She directs a movie uh, that comes out briefly, and I think in 2015, called Ithaca. That has oh. a small role uh, okay. from small little role for and from Tom Hanks. Um, so, you know, she's been dabbling in different things. But yeah, in the context of what we're talking about, this is directly post mm-hmm. You've Got Mail. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the end of her as a movie star. And these are all really B-sides. Now, before we jump into it, when did you fall in love, Julie Mecca, with Meg Ryan? Oh, my gosh. Probably well, the first the first movie I think I remember Meg Ryan in was Top Gun. Right. She played Matthew she, Modine's wife. Uh, Matthew, Modine. Anthony, uh, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Yeah. I always do that. I always and I believe they dated in real life while that was happening. That she that like lived with true. him. I think I had heard that. Yeah. But she was adorable. Right. Was that her big break, if you will? She, yeah, she's. In inner space, oh, around the same time, Quaid. I think maybe the year after with Quaid, and then recently, I like that too. yeah, yeah like and then recently too. in an interview, Dennis Quaid, I think for IMDb, because Dennis Quaid is in The Intruder in theaters now, in which he plays the intruder, um, or one of the intruders. I don't no, know. She, the titular is he intruder. The titular? Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. intrudes. Yeah, um, I believe on <laughs> Megan Good and Michael Ely, yes. who are just beautiful people. That's correct. Um, yeah. Anyway, Quaid. In this IMDb interview, mm-hmm. mentioned that they met on Interspace, mm-hmm. and but they didn't get together till they made another movie together. Can you name that movie, Mom? DOA. Yeah, I knew you'd get it. Oh my oh, God! Why? I knew you'd get it. Oh I was looking God. right at it. I was like, no way. A swampy noir thriller from like '88 yes, or something. And then right after, that. right after that, she pops up. Uh, she pops up in the Presidio. Like the Presidio. Yeah. Big yeah, fan yeah. of the Presidio. Yeah, and then Mark right after Harmon. the Presidio. And again, just context for her general career, right after the Presidio, um, she does When Harry Met Sally, and it's oh, basically, it's, Doubt, you know, yeah. she's yeah. skyrocketing after that. So. Right. But so Top Gun might have been the first time you saw her then, you I think. think so. Yeah. And she's good, so. you know, what so is it, young. Take Me to Bed or Lose Me Forever, right, The fan, in, that, in, the, in the bar scene? Oh, yeah, yeah, You yeah, know, she yeah. plays like, you know, she's got that funny accent you know like which look a lot of funny story accents. of her career yeah a lot, lot of a lot of bad accents we're gonna get to God that but there are a lot of funny God accents going on um so okay what about you Dan? oh me when did i fall in love i you know it might i'll tell you just because this is a running thing in, in the mecca family i it must have been you got mailed only because but i, I must have seen her well no. maybe when harry Mitzel, but you think about it you've got mail is 98 i would have been 10 so okay. I have, I might have seen her in a movie before that, but the truth is, that's the movie in our family. That's like one of our family's oh, movies, family. right? right. Like, family in, like literally, like all, like the five of us. It's the movie would we, sit down and watch. We we joke about. Me and my sister always laugh about it. Like the joke is kind of like we always say that mom reminds us in some ways of Sally from um, when Harry met Sally, <laughs> and. 
our dad reminds us in some ways of Joe Fox from You've Got Mail because he makes mostly because in the movie um, You've Got Mail, Tom makes makes a lot of dad jokes. Yeah, right. and our dad, uh, my dad, jokes. makes a lot of dad jokes, <gasps> which are like very and yes, and they're very similar. So I think that was always. Our, in our family, we're like, oh yeah, like mom's yeah. like this and that. But anyway, we gotta get we gotta get your dad. My on this dad, us? Oh, oh my god, what would be the actor to talk? I don't great. know. We'll figure I that out. I think my dad's uh, a big Paul Newman guy. I, ooh yeah, I, I remember dad showing me HUD. Doesn't he also like Spencer Tracy? Spencer Tracy, I think a little bit. But I remember, I remember yeah, my dad he, showing. He I remember dad showing me HUD and uh, Cool Hand Luke. Oh yeah, yes. and I think the yeah. Hustler. I feel like we went to the, the library yeah. and we got out three like VHSs, mm-hmm. and it was almost like, let me show you about. Paul Newman. Or, of course, <laughs> my dad's of course his yeah, favorite, that's... The Godfather. Yeah, if The Godfather. If you talked about sure. that, he'd be. Yeah, like if we talk about Pacino, I guess, because he loves all those. I mean, it's not a B side, but maybe we break the rules for him just once. Oh, just talk about The Godfather. Yeah. You know what would be the thing to do? We would talk about get him to rewatch The Godfather 3. Oh god, and that's kind of a B side. Yes. he would, he would, yeah. he would hate you. Which I kind of no, because <laughs> he's probably it. seen it. I'm, yeah, no, no, I'm he's sure, seen it. Yeah, me and him, me and him were actually talking about it recently, and I think we both have a a a general defensive fondness of the movie, sure. in saying that it's actually a good mm-hmm. movie. It's just not one of the two best movies ever made. Right, right? which I think the Curse of right. Godfather Three right. is that that it just happens to be the third of right. you know this trilogy fact, where. We had it on the other night. The Godfather again was on. Yeah. Right, it's always it's on. Always the third on. is it's not on as on. much, but I think no, it's, it's not. No, coming around. People realize, you know, Andy Garcia got nominated for that movie deservedly. He's, He's very great good. in it. Yeah. His his one uh, Academy Award nomination, mm-hmm. and um, I think that movie gets a little bit too much hate. Anyway, so yeah, it had to be you got mail, and then you know, funny enough, I remember also that Meg Ryan was the voice of Anastasia yeah. in the Don oh, Bluth sure. animated movie yeah. Anastasia. Uh, I think alongside John Cusack, I believe. Yes, uh, correct. So I also remember her doing the voice of of that in in, in that movie. So yeah, I mean, and then you know I've but seen also, it all. You loved City of Angels. Oh my gosh! Brad yes. Silverling, yes, the I remake of Wings of Desire. That movie was a monster Nick Cage. Hit. big hit. Wings love of, that. that was post oh, post leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, uh, Nick Cage. But we didn't mention Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, I I guess I never have had the love of Sleepless I, as I have had for. Harry Met Sally, You've Got Mail. And then even now, Joe versus the Volcano, I like more. I can I tell you, well, I've I like say, Sleepless. I don't but you love it. I love Sleepless. Yeah. I love probably it. maybe caught Sleepless or When Harry Met Sally before watching Joe versus the Volcano. But like the moment for me as a kid where I was like, I love this person was Joe versus the Volcano. No kidding. Now granted there are things in that movie that are problematic to a certain degree. And I think it's aged. It's start, it's aged now, I think into cult status. I think there are people who like it. Um, I hope there are people who like it because it is, I think it's a super fun movie and it's just so weird. And uh, anyway, Um, but I think she is just that like triple performance that she gives. And they're all kind of like, they're the, you know, two super campy performances. And then the one more sort of straighter Mm -hmm. performance, um, I think she's so great. And it's it's like in one movie, just such a 
nice capsule, I think, uh, of her talent. So for me, I think. God, I, I have to catch that again. Yeah, it's a bad I mean, It's yeah, weird. I mean, it, it's zany. It, it came and went. People didn't like it. And then now I think um, it's just gained traction as just a weird curio. 1990, right? Yeah. I mean, so. If we ever do Tom Hanks, I would want to talk about it. 100%. But, yeah. yeah, no, that's a good um, B side. Um, and then what about you, Connor? O'Donnell? That was it. I think, I think, I think Joe versus Volcano. Really? I think that, that's like, like I said, I think I've, I think I've seen. Like I think I probably saw her before, but the moment for me as a kid where I was like, "Oh, she, I love her," is yeah. was Joe versus the volcano for sure. Yeah, and then yeah, because and then in City of Angels, I think did it not come out almost the same year as You've Got Mail? That was like really right at the end. That was when Meg was right at the end of her stardom. She had she had a Julia Roberts like decade of just crushing hits. it, just yeah. eighty nine mm-hmm. to yeah. ninety eight, basically just just being. You're really in line almost with Julia, just right ahead of her to some degree. And if you look at some, you know, and I'm not going to go into it here necessarily, but listeners, if you go and you dive into some of it, you'll see that they cross paths quite a bit in terms of like roles that one of them turned down that the other. Oh, is that right? Yeah, there's like there's like quite it like she like Meg Ryan turned down Pretty Woman. Oh, um, no, a lot of people not. turned down Pretty Woman. Yeah, really? like Michelle Pfeiffer turned down Pretty Woman. Oh, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer stuff. turned down. Uh, Science of Lambs. A lot of people right. turned out Science of and Lambs. And same thing with Michelle, though. Pfeiffer uh, turned, turned down Against the Ropes, which Meg Ryan took. Oh, which is kind and, of an, and as we can, as we'll talk about, I mean, I, look at know, Meg Ryan now. Yeah, of course. I could, I could see Michelle Pfeiffer. in I uh, will get. Though. We'll get to again. <laughs> we'll get Pfeiffer to again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about that instead. But let's. I guess let's just dive into it. Let's right? dive yeah, into it. Right. I mean, um, like, we don't need to do the. Hit. You know, Meg Ryan. We don't need. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. He's America's sweetheart. Yeah. Um, hanging up. Hanging up. Uh, Nike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Directed. Yes. Based correct. on Delia Efron's book. Correct. Called Hanging Up. Correct. Um, which I guess I, I, you know, and yeah, let's we'll, we'll keep moving. I, I, I want to say it's a nonfiction book based on the life their their childhood and then afterwards. Um, I, I do believe it's it's to a degree at least semi autobiographical. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then uh, so you have. Meg Ryan's a star. She's in like every scene and, you know, in the movie. Yeah, it's her, it's her, it's her movie, movie for sure. And <laughs> then you have Diane Keene's the older sister. Alisa Kujo is the younger sister. Mm-hmm. And Walter Matthau in his final screen role is the basically the dying father. And the movie is just about dealing with uh, a complicated, a complicated father, complicated um, parental figure falling away and mm-hmm. how you deal with that. Yeah, I mean, basically, you know, it's essentially just these three sisters to a certain degree are, you know, I, the, mom, strain, mom is gone, yeah. right? No, 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 no. Mom is, she or like left. She but left. She's, yeah, she's, she's gone. still yeah, around. She's it's, alive. Uh, it's Cloris Leachman. Yeah. Cloris, Cloris Leachman. Leachman is the mom, yes, yeah. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's, I will say this. this generally, it is a, just to be clear, it is a fictional, a fiction book, like in the library. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think yeah. it is based in yeah. part on, anyway, yes. Um, but yeah, she uh, just generally, clearly, like when you look at it, it's like you have your three leads who are all obviously great actors in their own right. Mathau, Leishman, on paper, mm-hmm. this movie's tremendous, right? Uh, and it doesn't necessarily quite uh, get there, unfortunately. Um, Savaged by the critics when it came out. Oh, was yeah. it? Savaged. I, like I, like for, 16% it, on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's got a very low percentage uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it's that feels not that bad. No, no, no. It's not. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say in it, but it's by any stretch a good movie, but it is 
Uh, yeah, it's not like one of the worst movies ever made by any by any means. I just think it's quite. It's just you know it's one of those movies that just isn't the sum of its parts. I think you expected it to be better. Of course, you of know? course, yeah. Um, right. But basically, these three sisters, they are, you know, one's an actress, Lisa Kudrow. Mm-hmm. Me- what does Meg Ryan do, actually? I, you know what? I think she's an I, at-home mom. I, no, I, no, because... Did, oh, or she, was she, she's like, doing an the event, like, event Because she has a little... Like they, they, like, denigrate her because she has, like, a like a little... Because basically, it's like Diane Keaton's basically Oprah, right? right. Like, her, her, yeah. she's, oh, she, she's Georgia. She right. And, like, she literally right, she had a great is job. launching yeah. a magazine yes. that is clearly designed... To look like to O magazine, the yeah. O or yeah. the Rosie magazines yeah. from back yeah. then, but you had those, mom. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I probably did. Oh, yeah. and Rosie. I believe my mom, either my mom or my. You loved Rosie, older, right? Yeah. Back in the day, mom. I liked her show. She had her show. Way, way back. I remember. Yeah. You, I remember you my mom would watch about it Harry too. Potter from Rosie. Oh my gosh! The first time I heard about Harry Potter, Rosie O'Donnell was talking about this great book, The Sorcerer's Stone. I'll yeah. never forget what it. What a time! Wow. Yeah. Can you but imagine? But she like launched that. Isn't I think J.K. Rowling like has. Uh, Amazing! It, like I she, swear, I remember Rosie yeah. and I. What are she with those Harry Potter talked books? about that book Nothing. so much so I wrote it down. I wrote down the Harry title, Potter. and then and that was the and beginning. Then I can I tell you a funny thing? I when I was a kid, I loved the, I like a lot of like a lot of people my age and me and Connor have talked about this. I loved the books. I read the first four, and then she took a break in between the fourth and the fifth, and I you and, stopped and I never finished yeah. them. Uh, but I remember I loved the first one so much. I wrote J.K. Rowling a letter. I didn't know that. That's adorable. Yep, and I mailed it to her. Or maybe I gave it to you to mail. Maybe you forgot, Mom. If you forget now. I, I don't wow. remember that. Anyway, I That's remember great. I wrote her a letter, Dear J.K. Rowling. Wow. And I asked her to don't stop at seven books. Because I remember she said she had like this plan type of thing. And I was like, don't stop there. Like, just explore the other parts. And now that the Fantastic Beast movies are coming out, I regret writing that letter. Because she obviously <laughs> oh. read it. Heard about it and now so it's your fault. It, it's my. So I'm it's the your one. Fault. I wrote her. Okay, I wrote great. her a letter. Good and job. They, and the, oh, and the they're franchise good, aren't they? <laughs> good job. Oh. Okay, whatever. Uh, they're okay. They're not as good as I don't think. They're they're diminishing returns. I think. You know what? They're not as good as oh. hanging up. Uh, uh. Bringing it back. <laughs> no, they're actually, they're better for sure. Uh, <laughs> the I'll say this too. I mean. The other weird thing that this movie does, and I ha- I haven't read the book, so I can- Julie, have you read the book? I have not. Okay. Um, I yeah, I haven't read the book, so I can't. I sk- I skimmed through it on Amazon. Doesn't count. But Doesn't I, count. I, 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 I want y'all to know I did my. Research. I guess my point is, I'd be curious to know if the book more directly addresses Walter Matthau's like mental state, mm-hmm. because so basically these three sisters are dealing with their father who is you know in the throes of like the onset of dementia basically mm-hmm. and he's slipping away and he by by all accounts was never really a very nice person he and Cloris Leachman were a Hollywood screenwriting team uh and they, they bring up John Wayne a lot and all that and there's like a recurring thing where they uh they have a photo of all the girls when they're young with Walter Matthau with John Wayne and uh and it it's a little strange because Adam Arkin, who plays Meg Ryan's husband, mm-hmm. right? He, early in the movie, you know, he sees that Meg Ryan has just come from the hospital visiting with Walter Matthau. And he's like, well, why do you do that? You know, we know, we, we don't want him around here, blah, 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 blah. He calls all the time. Um, and I was waiting, I was waiting for the reveal, right? Because Adam Arkin tees it up. He's like, oh, you know what he did? It happened right here in this kitchen, right? And yeah, I went, Arkin is like... 
um, Walter Matthau's character is no longer in Stu, right? I believe is the is Walter Matthau's name. Anyway, he's no longer invited in their in their home, and Arkin references mm-hmm. like an event, the inciting yeah. incident. I mean, I remember him being kind of a nice husband. I I think he just felt Arkin so, is great in he it. He felt yeah. so badly yeah. about not for George his Clooney. Wife. Yeah, Arkin. what did we say? It's like when it's when, like when, when you don't when, have George, you get. Adam. It's not no, it wasn't even that. We went like one step meaner. It was like if, if George is busy you and, and Dermot Mulrooney is busy, oh then you get well, then Adam you get Arkin, Adam Arkin. Adam Arkin looks like like George Clooney's brother. Like yeah. right? He looks, he has the same hair, he has the same like jaw, Do, does he the do same any, like sardonic. Does he do anything anymore? Adam Arkin directs a lot. Oh, good yeah. For him. So he's become a kind good of a him. not, I, not I, unlike I, George Clooney. That's yeah, that's right. kind of the. I don't remember seeing him recently, Adam Arkin. Lou, by the way, sorry. Oh, sorry, Lou. Lou. Yeah, Lou. Sorry, um, Stu. Lou. 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 Close, close. <laughs> I guess I what I was saying is I just I was expecting them to tee up like, oh, did he like hit the kid? Did yeah. he like was it something super horrible? What well, was he? I don't think he was nice to the wife though, right? Well, no, he wasn't nice. It's, it's the wife he, left, but Cloris Leachman they had leaves a at one bad point. relationship. Yeah. And he's like a drunk and yep. like a substance abuser and mm. and just and mean yeah right and so at for the majority of the movie it's present day and he's mean but he's also slipping away so it's mm. what Connor's talking about Early you're watching it and you're yeah. kind of like he's mean but the daughters seem mean because yeah like, but then you learn as the movie goes on that he's always been mean so what the movie is trying to be about is yeah. when a person that you've loved but also have hated who's a, a parental figure starts to slip away. How, what do you, how do you reconcile the fact that you've always hated this person because of maybe the way they've treated you, but love them because they are your oh, parents. And, and, and then now they're vulnerable, yeah. but there's, they still there's have this a, venom. And, and there's an obligation. Right. There's an obligation. The, you know, the daughters. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's what the movie is about. But unfortunately it's just, Right, like Connor's saying, the inciting incident doesn't actually feel that bad. It's it's sad. He like ruins a kid's birthday party. Yeah, it's he's just drunk. that. Yeah, because oh, I, I guess I had something in my head way more melodramatic and way worse. Right. And when they finally get to the flashback of of the inciting incident, Mathau comes in, and he's clearly out of sorts. And I, I guess they're trying to paint him like he's kind of drunk. And he's you know he's yelling, clearly like losing it. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of my point. Yeah, you're and, right. And, you're right. And, and you and I were watching this together, and I kind of was like. I don't know because it's I get it if you know if you're this guy's daughter and you grew up with it right. and, you, and you've grown to hate this person because of the way that you've grown up yeah I the can movie kind of should have built that. that in a little bit if more, you're before. Adam Arkin though how do you not objectively recognize that that guy is not all there so then to like well, they, didn't, yeah. they you know? didn't paint him as a sympathetic character Walter Matthau. No. Walter no. Matthau. no 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 yeah. I just I I guess and maybe Maybe there's also this, and Julie, before we started recording, I mentioned this to you, like, mm-hmm. maybe there's a world where, like, you know, we just know more about these things. I than, honestly, than, 2000 to 2019, probably, right? Right. Uh, like, a solid generation I, so I, I guess, mental health I guess research. that's the thing, like, I just was, I was <laughs> you know, watching it uh, right. f- from a lens of, like, yo, this dude just needs help, and I get that he's a mean person, but it feels like nobody understands that he's um, not right. Quick you know, like, trivia, can anyone name the other future film Diane Keaton directed? Yeah, any idea, Mom? I, if you knew this, uh, you would. I would. I would walk out of the room. I would just wait. I, let's put I, that I, to I the test. You? No, no, I don't think. I'll give, give you. Me, a, give me a hint. I'll give you a hint. Um, and it's a big one, but I still don't think you'd get it because I don't know that. Any, I've never seen this movie, and I, I've always kind of meant to. Um, it stars Andy McDowell. 
1995? Green card? Yep. No, good guess, yeah. but no. Yeah. That's, I believe, 94. Yeah, I don't and think Green I've Card said... is directed by Peter Weir, yeah. which oh, is Year of weird. Living Dangerously. Yeah, yeah Peter yeah. Weir is one of our greats. Master yeah. Commander. He is. Oh, gosh, Come on. Right. Yeah. Fearless. So Andy McDowell. Oh. I think Michael Richards is also in it. You never, I don't TikTok, think you TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. No, I, I, the movie is Unstrung Heroes. Oh, I never would have guessed Famously that. maligned, oh. uh, okay. also a big flop. So Diane, she's directed two features and they both haven't gone amazingly well. So I guess I, I wouldn't put, you know, I don't know if this movie is entirely, like the problems with this movie hanging up are entirely her, her fault as a director. I mean, I think, I, I'll say this right off the bat because this is Meg Ryan's episode. Meg Ryan's doing good work in this movie. Oh, I think I, she's oh, great. Yeah, she hanging out. She's, she's doing really, she's doing yeah, really she good nice work. Job, yeah. Um, and I do think it almost feels as if the movie starts to rest on her. And then rather than her kind of holding it all up, it just sort of like crumbles around her and she's kind of still there doing the work. And I think also the movie did the thing that movies don't do as much anymore but I think back then was a little bit more common. They also misrepresented what the movie's about because if you look at all the promotional materials, it's yeah, Kudrow, Keaton, and Meg. Three all sisters. Guests, yeah. And they're hanging out. And really that the movie hanging is out, not, hanging up. Just, <laughs> exactly. And and the movie is really not that is not how the movie's framed. It's it's really about Meg Ryan and her father, and obviously all of their fathers. But they don't have a real scene together aside from a flashback or two until I think seventy minutes into the movie, yeah. oh. and it is a fun scene. They're, they get they get in this fight. I think it was used in all the trailers, and they're fighting at this like event that Georgia, who's Diane Keaton, has come to that um, Meg Ryan has planned, and they're all getting in this fight. And Lisa and they're like, and the, and Lisa Kudrow's trying to be a part of the fight, and they're like, they're like, will you mind your own business, please? I can fight my own battle. All right, she Wait a minute, Brian. Why are you having a family fight without me? You always ignore me. From that Halloween, I was five years old, and I dressed up as a carrot, and you two snuck out of the house and went trick-or-treating without me. I'm part of this family, okay? I'm just as much a part of this family as either of you. And I want to fight. Fine. Good. God, you are so self-centered. It's a cute scene. It's funny. You can definitely feel like it's from sort of... It feels very, like, relatable. But point is... That's the end of the movie. The movie's right. 90 minutes long. So if you if you're Julie Mecca, whatever, you know, and you're dragging, you know, Dan Mecca Sr. to the movies, like, hey, Meg Ryan's got a new movie with Diane Keaton right. and Lisa Kudrow from Friends. And then you go and it's like, oh no, it's really Meg Ryan with her mean piece of shit father who's <laughs> dying. And then two like rom commy scenes yeah. with three really talented actresses. It's, I would feel a little duped. Yeah. I think that kind of yeah. happened a little bit. I mean, it was kind of a sad movie, right? Very I mean, sad. No, totally. Meg Ryan was the sister that kind of, it was, you know, she was kind of focusing on the father yeah. because the other sisters were so busy with their lives. And yeah, it was kind of, kind of sad. Yeah, it's like not, it's like, go look at the poster right now. It is not what that poster right. is. Where no, they're all, they're not all holding you, the phone not together. What you I think, not what I think some of that yeah. seeps into the movie. Uh, I think some of that seeps into the movie too. And I'll say this maybe does kind of rest with Diane Keaton is that even I think the big problem with the movie is that it's dealing with super heavy stuff, but still yeah. also tries to be the movie that you're talking right. in about fits, in fits and spells. And it just to doesn't be, yeah. tonally congeal. So what they wind up doing is taking these like really potentially interesting thoughts on like, 
reconciliation and grief and all that and like right. kind of gloss over it with like but maybe you can just fight with your sisters and get over it right. like and it's like yeah, they don't really resolve it's it's very yeah, yeah i i don't know where it lands i mean connor you had said we had talked before the podcast you were thinking you know it's obviously based on dla efron's uh book Maybe if somebody else adapts the book, it, it, right, the if, there's, if there's one helps. writer removed, right, that right, like could cover separations because it. Yeah. it does feel a little almost, almost a little too in inward where you can't really ever crack crack the story to some degree. Yeah. Um, the the next movie I will say has aged for me well, and, mm -hmm. and mommy and you were talking about this uh, just yesterday ahead of this podcast. Um, Prove a life. Directed mm -hmm. by Taylor Hackford, also 2000, summer movie, kind of a famous flop, and and a lot of the blame went to the affair that Russell Crowe and Meg Ryan had whilst making it that ultimately resulted in the uh, demise of Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan, though I don't know that Dennis Quaid was ultimately innocent. You know, I think it was... You know, he was like an abuser. Yeah, I don't, I don't think was, there was like... There's, I don't think you point to that, that one thing. There were other... But, yeah, there were other but things. But in the world of shitty gossip media, Meg Ryan got a lot of blame, and so did Russell Crowe for the movie failing and also for Meg Ryan's relationship failing. Um, mm -hmm. But aside from dwelling on that, watching the movie as its own thing, I think is actually a very engaging thriller. Uh, it's basically David Morse is a doctor. Um, engineer. Oh, he's an engineer. But I mean, I'm, I'm sure he is a doctor, weird, technically. I'm sure he has a doctor. I guess he, right. Yeah, he's so, he's building a dam. I'm sorry, yeah. yes. He he, you know what I'm confusing it with mm. Beyond Borders. Yep, Clive Owen, <laughs> Angie oh. Jolie, also yeah. a famous flop. Um, similar kind of yeah, similar kind and, of. And deal. where where were they? Where did it take I, it's place? A, again? South America. It's a fictional, South America. Okay. It's a fictional country okay. in yes. South America. Yeah. Um, and yeah, sorry, he's an engineer and he's down there with a a shady corporation, and they really dig into that once yeah. it gets going. And he basically gets kidnapped by mm -hmm. native rebels, yeah, yeah, terrorists, yeah. what have you. And um, Meg Ryan, who's living down there, they established at the beginning their marriage is kind of in a in a bit of a uh, snag moment, mm -hmm. partly because she had had a miscarriage. Yeah, he's been dragging her essentially all, all over the, the world, world on, with this company, yeah. and um, and the marriage isn't going well. And then he gets, and then he goes and gets kidnapped, gets and, himself kidnapped, and Russell Crowe, who I, I believe his name's Terry Malloy. Uh, I'm gonna say that's no. his name. No, wait, it's Terry. No, it wait, who? Wait, is Terry Malloy a person? Terry isn't Terry Malloy on the waterfront. Oh, Brando. Yes, but it is Terry something. Terry Malloy is on the waterfront. I think that's what I'm. That's I, why I, think. I said but I don't think. Give me what the be. last name is. Anyway, his name. I know his first name's Terry, and he. Oh, dude, it's great. Well, tell me what it it's is. It's great. Tell me what it is. Terry Thorne. Oh, that's good. That's a good, that is name. A good name. Terry Thorne is is the world's best. Uh, kidnap guy handler and it opens with a scene that i love in where, chechnya where he he successfully rescue he like he like engineers this this um he engineers this trade of of hostages but he knows going in that they're gonna fuck him over <laughs> and but he, and he tells the guy he's like all right this is gonna go bad but if we do this and this and this we'll get out of it yeah and it like does go bad and it goes worse than he thinks, but he still is able to like, like fight his way through it. And it's a cool scene. And yeah, it's a good... I do like when movies do this. I think let's, it's hard. I, I think it's hard to not cut scenes like this when you ultimately film it. And then you're in the editing room because 
the scene exists only to tell you, the viewer, that Russell Crowe is good at his job. Mm-hmm. But I think... And what he does, because I do think it is sort of a convoluted I, process I agree. and thing. And so yeah. I'm happy it's in the movie, yeah. even though the movie's like two hours and 50 minutes long. I think you need it in there because you get that you're like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. Okay, this is what he does. And then when he gets into the situation where now he's going to South America and he's Meg Ryan is is the bereaved wife who's looking to figure out is my husband even still alive and what do we do and do we wait for a call but then it gets more complicated as he's clearly smitten for this woman whilst you know dealing with this difficult job that he has and whilst david caruso is just oh dude trying to act everybody off yeah. the screen david like caruso. every like david caruso i don't know if you because mom we didn't ask you to rewatch this before we recorded i don't know if you remember david caruso is like the best friend is like Russell Crowe's best. Yeah, he's like, like the plucky best friend. Okay. He's like, and he yeah. is just being Caruso. He's Caruso he is, all over the place. I kind of love him. Oh, he's in great this, in the movie. I, it's like he, but he's clearly like just chewing oh, yeah. every piece of Famously, scenery. you know, and I, I'm Does not he speak- come to a bad end? I don't no, remember that. No, no, no. a lot of no, times no, the best friend gets spoilers, it. Spoilers. He makes it through. He crushes yeah. it. He and, makes it through, yeah. And, um, and, you know, David Caruso, I'm not speaking out of school here. It's well documented. Kind of famously difficult to work with, right? Huge ego has not made a lot of friends on set in mm. terms of with productions and stuff, what have you. Freddie, uh, actually, I'm confusing these, but regardless, suffice to say, Crusoe, you know, has a reputation. Um, love him in this movie. Yeah, like he is so fun, yeah, he's he's so great. over the top. He like literally comes into the movie at a certain point and kind of breathe breathes energy back into it. Sure. You know, which is uh, welcome. And then remind me who plays the um, David Morse's sister. The, uh, oh, it, it, let, let's do a quick check. Yeah, she yeah, also, she also, yeah, she does good work. Really good Again, work. a kind of a, a thankless role. Uh, it's Pamela Reed. Pamela Reed, um, great actress. She, oh, she's yeah, great. Yeah, she's Pamela Reed is great. She's really good. She plays, uh, yeah, she plays David Moore's sister. Like, like as her you Midwest, said. like she doesn't know what's going on. She's coming yeah. in. She's like, like where am I? Like where, you know, can we drink the water here? You know, like she's very like that type of a person. You know, way out of her depth. But ultimately, like, doesn't really like Meg Ryan and, like, right. isn't, isn't shy about it. Right. Good. Like, they, Meg Ryan yeah. and Pamela Reed have good scene. Meg Ryan, again, though the movie was a bit maligned when it came out, you know, and also summer release, which is insane to think about in yeah. 2000. That's but, what I just said to Julie yeah. before we yeah. started yeah. recording. Yeah. Like, the studio was like, we got Meg. Yeah. We got it's, Russell. Proof of it's like a non, June. Like, it's like a non IP based. Yeah, because that's the other thing. Like, I think it like, cost like ninety well, million. They had to. I think part of the shoot got shut down because of mudslides. Mud a whole bunch of whole so, bunch of stuff. Very yeah. two thousand. This movie would be. This movie, you know, what this movie would be. It would be Triple Frontier. It would be a movie I, I on was, Netflix. I just said to her before we recorded yeah, that, like, it would be did. straight to Talk Netflix, Netflix. and you'd yeah. be and you'd watch it on a Sunday, and you'd be right. like, like Triple Frontier, and you'd be like, I mean. Sure. Right. What is a little weird about this movie, as as I was just looking up uh, Terry Thorne's last name, and I and I and I realized so it's based on an article, right? But it with a name like Terry Thorne and his job, right? Doesn't it feel like this should be like a series of like Tom Clancy books? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, doesn't I, it feel like the kind funny. of character with such a specific yeah, job it is. that you would serialize? It is a the, good or not article. serialize. You would make it. You it, know, it is a good article. We should almost put it in. Maybe we put it in the uh, the uh, our our our, uh, our uh, film stage post because it is. It, I think it's a is it a New Yorker article? 
I think it's it va- I think it's Vanity okay. Fair. It's it's yeah. like a long form, non obviously nonfiction piece about a guy who does essentially what Russell Crowe does in the movie, and that's what I think the script based script written by Tony Gilroy, yeah. a very good screenwriter who yeah, feels like it feels director, like it feels like it gave too. us. Michael Clayton gave us oh, duplicity. I thought you were going to jokingly say Rogue One, a Star Wars story. He gave us yeah. <laughs> the back half of Rogue One, Star Wars story. Um, but yeah, I mean, Proof of Life. Um, now look, this is a period of time. It's post You've Got Mail. She doesn't make a hit after You've Got Mail. Still, I mean, to this day, right? 2019, oh. 20 years. Kate and Leopold? No, no Kate and yeah. Leopold underperformed. Good. I, I, I like that movie a lot. We talked about it on the Hugh Jackman uh, I, I like podcast. that movie. Very fun movie. Yeah. But wasn't, I mean, did okay worldwide, but wasn't an out-and-out hit. So You've Got Mail is really the last, you know, blast from her. But what I think is interesting when you talk about these B-sides, when you talk about hanging up when you talk about proof of life when you talk about against the ropes and even in the cut which isn't on our list but we'll briefly mention Mm -hmm. um she was trying to do different things right like i really respect this period of her career yeah she yeah none of it worked which is she was swinging but like hanging up it's a great dramatic performance right it reminds you of something closer to like when a man loves a woman which she never got credit for which i think is a shame because that movie's underrated she's great in it and it makes me sad that people when it came out you can read the reviews the, sh- the the shade that Meg Ryan got for trying to quote unquote be serious is so shitty and like so sexist. Like when you read the reviews, you're just like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> it truly like it would ne- it would not happen now. Like, and I'm not saying we're, it's a perfect world now, but 1995, she makes a movie where she plays an alcoholic, or 94, one of those years, she plays a movie where she plays an alcoholic, and it's about Andy Garcia enabling her. Yeah. And it is a good movie that really dives into the mechanics of that. Not on like in a better in a better way that hanging up is in another way trying to dive into other like family mechanics. And she's great. And and you read these re- these reviews and they're like, well, Meg's after her Oscar. And it's like, or she just wanted to, to make a play yeah. an interesting role. Like, yeah. what are yeah. we talking about here? Like, it really kind of peeves me out a little bit. Um, uh, and then anyway, so. Hanging up feels like in that same world, and she does great, great work. I think um, Proof of Life is a big summer movie, an action thriller, but it is also complex because it's she's juggling this thing, which I think ultimately was also part of the movie's demise. The movie's literally about what if you were having trouble with your husband, he got kidnapped, and then Russell Crowe seduced you while trying to rescue your husband. So, you know somewhat famously there was a sex scene in the script and then they filmed between russell crowe and meg ryan that tested so poorly with audiences uh, they cut it out because audiences which, were like what the uh, fuck like, i'm glad husband is uh, i'm glad they tortured did. in this yeah. fictional south american when I, I so i had never seen this movie before I, the, before, the before watching it yeah. for this and i kept thinking that and i remembered liking not it happened two days ago i liked the movie as i was watching it because i was like oh yeah like okay this is interesting like there's clearly like a charge between these two people i also there is a i believe it was the i believe it was the times review of proof of life like called out that like they don't really connect and i think that is just false like i think they actually have like pretty good chemistry really good chemistry yeah uh, at least certainly sexual chemistry. So like when they're on screen together, you're like, oh yeah, they're totally into each I other. Agree. And I think the movie, I think something like a sex scene would have ruined it for that exact reason because 
near the end of the movie, and Dan, you were mentioning this to me before, they he kisses her, right? Like right before the he goes Final off to battle. basically yeah. he goes off to, to rescue, rescue her husband, right? Yeah. And he and he kisses her. And it's a really important distinction because like he grabs her and kisses mm-hmm. her, right? And it it like it it maintains her likability factor, right? Because it's like if, right. if she grabs him, then you're like, oh, come on, Meg. I mean, yeah. he's your husband's basically dying, like, and yeah. you're the only thing keeping him alive. Um, but uh, but I do think that uh, I think the movie toes that line really well without any actual like physical moments between them because they just have these conversations and you can see the way that they look at each other. And I think it works. Uh, I think it works pretty well. Yeah. And, you know, Taylor Hackford gets a lot of, he gets digged on a lot as a director. Um, but I think honestly, partly because of his last name. I mean, it's like such an easy <laughs> joke, Taylor Hackford, right. but he gets like digged on a lot because he's a, he's a very capable down the middle studio director. So Taylor Hackford directed Officer one of your gentleman. favorite movies, Officer, Officer and Gentleman, we talked about. Well, also during... David Caruso is right. in there. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right, yeah. Caruso. Caruso, yeah. just crushing. Getting back, getting, getting back with the hack. Um, <laughs> and so Hackford mixed the stuff, got Jamie Foxx's Oscar for Ray, made the Out of the Past remake Against All Odds, which is a quite ridiculous 80s movie. Do you remember uh, that movie? I Against do. All, do, you like, do you like it? I think the best thing about Against All Odds is the Phil Collins song. Yeah, every, and that's what I think right. every I think single person remembers. And an amazing poster. He directed that, that music Jeff video Bridges. too, Jeff actually. Bridges, I think Jeff Bridges, Rachel Ward, that's and James right. Woods. Everybody's that's favorite right. yeah. conservative, insane person, James <laughs> Woods. Um, oh, God. And so, uh, yeah, but you're right. Against the against all odds, probably the most recognizable thing is the song, the song. Uh, to this day. But it is a remake of one of my favorite movies of all time, Out of the Past, which is which an is great. Kirk yeah. Douglas uh, movie from long time ago Jacques Turner I believe right Directed but you know him. what we were saying with Meg Ryan I think I, I think a lot of people my age unfortunately liked her so much in these rom-coms sure yeah that I think when we see her in these other movies and and she probably wanted to break out yeah. and try something new it was kind of unfair we I think you liked the other movies so much that it was kind of hard to see her in these movies. You, yeah, you know, no, I think... really enjoyed the other ones so much. Yeah, I mean, and do you remember... Because we actually talked... Me and you talked about this briefly. I think where we're talking about Harrison Ford, right, where you you were turned off by Devil's Own because he was playing... Well, and, and also, which I just saw recently, what was oh, the movie with Michelle Pfeiffer? What Lies Beneath. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, a really bad guy, you yeah. know, yeah. and, yeah. and kind of... You know, Harrison right. Ford. He, he was very good. He it's was a, very that, good in that's that. That's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. But you just, it's kind of funny to no, see it, him in that role. It makes know? sense. And I wonder if that gets lost a little bit now because there mm-hmm. aren't as many movie stars. So maybe we're more equipped to kind of be like, oh, that person's on this Netflix show. And that person is also Ant-Man. And that person is also yeah. this person, you mm-hmm. know. Everybody's a Swiss Army knife. Right. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, perhaps that is a changing of kind of, you know, I, you know, aside from your Will Smiths or what have you. But yeah, it's an interesting point. And like I said, even when you read those reviews, and then another movie that we'll just briefly mention before we kind of move on, I guess, to, to Against the Ropes, which which we I think we all watched last night, actually. <laughs> Restoration, which uh, I don't think you've seen, right, Mom? I haven't seen yeah, that one. We no. briefly brought it up in the... We did for the Avengers, the movie that just came out, Mom, we did the... Um, we did 
the main six Avengers, we did B-sides from all their careers. Mm-hmm. So nice. we brought up with Robert Downey Jr. briefly um, Restoration because he is the lead of that oh, movie. Okay. And Meg Ryan is in it briefly. She's, got, she's in she's it for in basically like 20, 40, yeah, 30, was, yeah, maybe like 30-ish 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah. She plays this quote-unquote crazy person who is not crazy, but instead... I, they never, I guess, define it, but it's like, I think she's probably schizophrenic, right? Yeah, like, there's yeah, some yeah. sort of, but like back, it's during the restoration period, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. of course, they would not have been able to diagnose it. But Robert Downey Jr. basically plays a doctor who's progressive thinking and ultimately basically falls in love with Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan is sporting hey, an Irish accent in that movie, and it is it's just, tough, and um, you can listen to it right here. Will you be Quakerish all the way to London? You know, in Ireland, a man with a horse, a cart, and a book he knows how to read is the catch of the county. And so, and you've just listened to it, and you know that we're right. Yeah. And I will say... It's like a far and away accent. Yeah. Oh, it's like a... It's cruisy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a cruise. It's, it's cruise. very lucky charm. Yeah. Who, who else is in that movie? A lot of people are in it. It's a Michael Hoffman directed it. Um, Sam Neill plays the king. Oh. Um, David Thewlis plays Robert Downey Jr.'s like doctor friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, a bunch of other people. I think yeah. Ian McDermott's in it, the, yeah. the emperor himself. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think the movie... Go ahead, sorry. I, I remember two movies that Meg Ryan was in. I, I didn't care for them, but... And I'm sure you'll know what they are. One was with Matthew Matthew Broderick. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Addicted to Love. Addicted to Addicted Love. Addicted to yeah. Love. The stalker rom-com. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. right. Can I tell so, you, Mom, I, I like that one. Do you? Do you know who directed it? No. Griffin Dunn. Oh my gosh! No kidding. Yeah, and then what's wow. the other one? The other one was with Alec Baldwin. Oh, Prelude to a Kiss. Prelude to a Kiss. Yes, yeah. which, based on the play. Yes, which that's I a weird one. She like kinda, falls in love with the old guy, right? Yeah, it's, that was kind of yeah. bizarre, wasn't it? Yeah, more bizarre. Some, I think that was yeah. like nineteen ninety ninety one ish. Yeah, those were early, right? Early well, movies. Addicted or no? to Love's ninety seven. Okay, and I think okay. Addicted to Love's a good example. That's her. That could be a B side too. That's her trying to spread her wings, making mm-hmm. a rom-com, but it's a weird one. It's dark. It's like yeah. it's like her and Broderick. It's both edgy. Bro- they, they Broderick's were... got a five o'clock shadow in it. You know, yeah, it's like kind of edgy. The, the tail end of... They were both broken up. They were yeah, both they're jilted dumped. lovers and who are trying recently, to get revenge, right? basically. And they're spying <laughs> right. on their lovers. I think right, Kelly Preston's right. one of them. And like a French guy whose name uh, escapes me. But, um... And then they... They fall in love. You know what I mean? It's that. Uh, Some might even right. say that they're... They become a... Addicted, addicted to love. <laughs> so that movie is interesting. It's very dark, though. You're right. And that's the yeah. thing you're talking about, where yeah. I think maybe at that time you're going to see that and you're like, this isn't the Meg Ryan I, I like. I think so. Yeah. Right. No, which I get. I totally understand. Do you want, do you think that part of that is a social media thing? Like a you pre, a pre social media? Like, cause I think now they're like, we allow people to be more because there are just so many takes flying across I the suppose. internet on those people that it's like, yeah. Oh, I'd like to see so-and-so do this. And then we're like, yeah, like why can't we watch them do that? And then like the yeah. internet, you know, well, and I also think it's just because of those elements as well. So many people have to do so many things like, you know, we forget when you were a movie star, even in the nineties, right. You did not do TV, right? Like you yeah. were a movie star. Sure. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Now, like John Hamm, 
does a little thing for Netflix. He does a Black Mirror episode. He's in Tag, which he's like one of seven leads in. He, you know, like he'll lead Million Dollar Arm, which is a more traditional movie star Disney movie, right? Thing, yeah. You know, and he'll do that. But then he'll do, you know, BuzzFeed asks, you know, right. St. Louis's John Hamm, what do you like about St. You know, and he does that. Like, I don't, but, and, and I'm sure John Hamm's representation is telling him, you need to do all of this shit. Wired autocomplete interview, right? Like, right. you need to do all of this stuff to just always be around. Like, you need to go do the lip sync show. Right. You need to go on, Carpool, go on karaoke, to Stephen Colbert and yeah. talk about why this thing's important to you so that people remember, like, oh, yeah, I like John Hamm. I don't think Meg Ryan needed, you know, the people of the 90s, I don't think they needed to do it so prevalently. Like, them going on the Today Show talk about their new movie was mm -hmm, enough mm -hmm. now it's just like all the time you know yeah, what i mean like sure. you have to have a podcast you have to have a whatever mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i think part of it maybe is that where it's like like we're talking about paul rudd can be in the catcher with was a spy mm -hmm. as a you know a world war ii complicated you know baseball you know jewish baseball player you know who also was a spy spoiler alert mm -hmm. and also be ant-man and and someone like me watches it and i'm not phased whereas right right meg ryan or harrison ford or whatnot they make a presumed innocent or addicted to love where it's a darker scenario. And you're like, Ooh, I don't know. Do I like this? I mean, this feels like not the person I watch on the screen, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, I look, I hope that I, you know, who knows? I hope that Meg Ryan can f carve out it. I mean, obviously she's, yeah, got plenty of uh, God willing, plenty of years left. I mean, would carve out a little, little niche in this new world of like get a hulu show i don't know you know what i mean right. like just pop up in something season start. three of big little lies or that's something. What, yeah i think we that's realized. exactly yeah. what i was thinking yeah. I was she fits there. i mean I she mean, is right in that, in that echelon of actresses yeah. there is so much good tv yeah. right now it's amazing yeah, get her in oh something get God. yourself yeah. or honestly even if she wanted to like you know rom-coms live on netflix now you know what i mean so yeah, like true. do a movie with zoe deutsch where she's like yeah you know Love where, where she's like sally grown up and she's like yo do you know zoe this, deutsch? You know, i don't know zoe deutsch, like, mom. zoe deutsch is I, leah thompson and howard deutsch's daughter, daughter. oh yes she was I in know she why a movie called before i fall that's good and um she was in that brian cranston james franco movie that me and kelly like called oh, why uh, him why oh, him why that, him that movie does not exist why oh him God. zoe deutsch yeah. uh she's the you know the girlfriend I saw a little in that. bit of that yeah and yeah. um yeah she's been she's in um Everybody wants some. Did you say that? The no, yeah, no, was, yeah the Linklater, it's the Richard movie. Linklater yeah. minor league baseball movie or college okay. baseball movie. Yeah. Um, that's very good. Anyway, totally get Meg Ryan in with like a young. We'll Deutsch. circle back to that when we talk about her future. But I mean, even right, look at Meryl Streep is going to be on Big, Big Little Lies. No, that's what we're saying. That's what we're I mean, saying. It's, it's like just, it's yeah, everybody it's just everybody's yeah. doing everything. Jump on yeah. in. The water's Why fine. Um, but yeah, I think you know, and as she moves on, you know, she's got. So she does, you know, oh. 2003 she does in the cut like you mentioned where she's mm -hmm. trying to do a big swing oh, in the cut and then in 04 she has and we're here finally against the ropes against, against the, ropes the ropes with <laughs> with omar epps omar epps the epps himself uh quickly in the cut mom you've seen it i have what is your opinion on in the cut um I, I I remember seeing it wasn't it mark ruffalo young mark ruffalo younger who, I, mark who ruffalo. I really like right. also Jane Campion um, directed, mm -hmm. who did the piano. I I think it was okay, as I recall. Right, it's a little creepy. Yeah, right? so it's like yeah. nudity. Right, the, the nudity is not creepy. Yeah. It's creepy. Uh, a lot of violence in it. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's about it's yeah, basically I mean, yeah, definitely not a rom com. I mean, for right, sure. Yeah, and that yeah. was the big coverage when it came out. Is like, ooh, Meg is Meg's going out there. She's doing nudity. Right. There's violence. She's working with real, you know Jane Campion, who's departure. an amazing yeah. uh, filmmaker. And um, yeah, I mean, look, that movie gets a lot of credit these days. Um, Does it? yeah, people kind of retroactively go back and be like, oh, we should have given Meg the credit she deserved for taking the shot. And I think I basically agree with it. I don't know. I don't know that I go back with the same verve in terms of the movie as a whole. I think it's basically a pretty messy, you know, crime thriller, you know, like serial killer thriller. I mean, Jennifer Jason Lee's in it as well. Who's, who's, uh, you know, will forever be underrated. Uh, Yeah. One of our great, uh, truly one of our great actresses. So there's plenty to chew on young Mark Ruffalo being one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but it never is fully congealed for me, uh, despite all the pedigree. But I do, I like we're saying before, so much respect that Meg Ryan was like, "Fuck it, like I'm gonna just, yeah. I'm gonna go that way." Mm-hmm. My, you know, brand be damned. And in um, that in that context, doesn't doesn't Against the Ropes almost feel like not a course correction, but almost like an in between, right? Where she's doing a sort of edgy thing, you know, a different thing. It's not a rom com. But uh, but it does. There, there's a quality of you know, in terms of the look of Against the Ropes. It's got this sheen to it that feels like a normal Meg Ryan movie. You know Wait, what I mean? Which one? Against the ropes. Against the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. Against the ropes. You said directed by Charles Dutton, mm-hmm. Omar Epps, Tim Daly. Basically, she Tony plays. Shalhoub. Yeah, it's Tony a Shalhoub. who was amazing. I yeah, thought it's he's a, so great. Yeah, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. He's yes. Great. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's mean. A, yeah. He's mean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Based on the life of Jackie Callan, who is yeah. a real boxing uh, mm-hmm. manager. I get, I don't know. I think she. I don't know if promoter. I guess promoter manager. No, she promoter, was. Yeah. Right? I did, the basically the general. It's interesting because it's like it's. I mean, very much based on right. Like it's her name is Jackie Callan in the movie, right? So it's mm-hmm. not like they turned it into something else. Although I almost feel like they should have because enough of the movie. The basic kind of spine that they pull from the real life story is that she basically is first female boxing manager uh and works with this fighter to kind of work both of their way up through and and she basically kind of basks in the in the, the attention that it's getting her and and it leads to sort of a uh attention between her and and uh the fighter i will figure out who that is in two seconds wait luther shaw you mean omar no, no luther shaw is the fighter in the uh in the, oh you're talking about in real life yeah 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 oh it's, interesting it's all okay. that's all real oh, right like so jackie Callan in real life is from detroit right this takes place in cleveland and let me tell you meg ryan wants you to know it now okay because her that accent now mom you were talking tough. about the accent what's good why why with the I, accent? I don't know. I, no, and and here's this it's is very tough, right? This is the tricky. Well, I, yeah, initially it was, and and then I I think I just kind of got used to it as the film. Yeah, went on. yeah, you sort yeah, of get in there to it, man. Yeah, I, it's it's kind of weird. It's, it's what's is it? What's worse, restoration accent or I guess the ropes? Put my Restoration's I, worse, but the weird thing about this is a couple things about this. So she it takes place in Cleveland. She is doing a Midwestern accent, right? Which we went to school in Buffalo. You can hear, you can yeah, hear, you'll it. catch it. Every you once can in a while. C- catch it there. You can. There's a lot of like yeah. car and yard. They like they hit the the R's hard, right? Yeah, coffee. Like you know, they don't drop the O's, right? Yeah, you know. And so, um, 
And in this, it's just strange because not only, obviously, is the real Jackie Callan from Detroit, which in my head, I was like, okay, maybe she like interviewed her or something. And then that's just how she talks. And then I looked it up. And so Meg Ryan sounds like this. No, I stalled your bookie and your ex-wife. I also printed out your email, restocked your bar, hosed down Mel Harris. Numbers, top drawer, left side, all you have to do is sign off on them. And Jackie Callan sounds like this. And you learn lessons that way, by taking risks, by reaching out, by trying things in a different way, you learn. Because the only things that we're afraid of are the things we don't know. And it's just a little weird because Jackie Callan doesn't have, you know, maybe she's got a little hint of it, Mm -hmm. but not. I mean, Meg Ryan's a straight up cartoon of like a Midwestern action. Yeah, I don't even get it. It's weird. It's it's obviously a choice. I mean, she made, you know, the actress made a choice and it just is not. uh, And she just doesn't. more distracting than anything. Yeah, she just doesn't need it. It's so it's very strange. I mean, I think of the of the three movies we've talked about, I think this is her worst performance. Oh, definitely. In the in the three. Definitely. Um, What do you you think, Mom? Do you think what's hanging up or against the ropes? Which one do you think just from your. Or, oh, or um, no, I liked her in Hanging Up. I I didn't think she was terrible in Against the Ropes. No, it's I, not. It's it's. I just think it's the I maybe and maybe it's the accent that really kind of just right. really brings it down for me. But yeah, there. I, I think another part of it is that she she really does play up sort of the there's an obnoxiousness to it, especially as the movie goes on, and mm-hmm. it's part of the movie, right? Where as they're promoting right. and right. and and Omar Epps is working his way through the ranks. Um, and just to be clear, Charles, Charles Dutton is also in the movie as the um, the, trainer. the trainer. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. Shaw, who's yeah. the boxer Omar yeah. Epps plays? But yeah, I mean, I think her her chemistry with Omar Epps is fine. I think the yeah, big I like thing Omar Epps is good in it. Yeah. Um, and this brings us back. Uh, so we were talking about um, John Singleton movies last mm-hmm. week. Yep. Uh, last episode. Yeah. And so Omar Epps came up because Omar Epps is in Higher Learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember that movie from 1995, and I just kind of was saying. I really like him as an actor and he ended up taking that house money for the show house. If you remember that like 10 year run. So he kind of stopped making movies, which is just a little sad because he was in like love and basketball. Oh, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Or or a very long time, you know, so I think he was, and you know, and like 20 plus episodes, you know, proper network TV seasons. Yeah. So he was, um, kind of out of pocket. He's in movies again now. Um, you know, and looks good as ever, but love and basketball, that love and great. basketball, yeah. great movie. Yeah. Um, anyway, in against the ropes, I think he's very good, and I wish there was a little bit more he had to do. Yeah, but well, um, that's sort of the point of the movie. You could almost argue hey, yeah, the yes, movie exactly. she steps in his spotlight right. a little bit. Right. The movie for a moment touches on what does it mean, you know, a white woman taking charge of the life of a black man yeah. and what are the racial implications for a moment it yeah. touches on that you kind of would wish it would do a little bit more sure. young carrie washington oh plays. i was just gonna mention yes it was nice to see her yeah yeah, yeah. she's great i yeah. love carrie washington yeah, she's oh, the best yeah. yeah um he so he he plays a boxer luther shaw he's basically a guy that comes into who uh so she buys a contract for this mm-hmm. other boxer off of tony shaloub for a dollar right mm-hmm. basically because tony shaloub's like egging her on like and her. uh and yeah. tim daly from wings who could forget uh, with yep. tony shaloub yeah uh is a is a news a cleveland news anchor 
who's sort of the romantic interest in this movie. Yeah, but they you don't can tell they had a little. Yeah, but like nothing actually you know? happens in the movie, so no, it's a little. No. But basically, Tim Daly witnesses this sort of a kind of exit on to basically Shalhoub makes this offer to her of like, mm -hmm. hey, you can buy this if you are such a hotshot, you can buy this contract for me or from me uh, for a dollar, right? And Tim Daly's like, I got a dollar here, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and then talks about it on the news, right? To and like just, so make it official. Yeah, so yeah. it's like official and she kind of just has to roll with it. And, uh, now, she, and that boxer is Tori Kittles who gives a very good performance in this year's Dragged Across Concrete. Oh. Just as like a Tori Kittles is also one of the detective detectives looking into Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson in the yes. first season of True Detective. Yes, I was so he's wondering. a good actor. Yeah, Tori I was wondering Kittles. where I saw. Yeah. Him. Um. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. So yeah. So uh, she goes to uh, she goes to this boxer's house. It turns out he's addicted to drugs, mm -hmm. and coincidentally, while she and Kerry Washington are th uh, are there. Uh, Omar Epps comes in and gets in a fight and just like demolishes these two dudes right. in a fight. And so she immediately recognizes like this dude could be a boxer. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and she hooks him up with Charles Dutton. Right. And, uh, and, and then they kind of go from there. Um, they quickly find themselves against the ropes. As, 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 as fate would have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then they're basically, they work their way through. And, you know, as I said, she sort of starts to take more of the spotlight and, and, like you said, Dan, I mean, I think for a moment, the movie touches on like the interesting and fascinating racial implications of that. Right. And but doesn't well, fully like just doesn't fully commit. Luther Shaw doesn't have a proper education. So there's this whole part where, you know, um, Jackie Collins helping. He's him based that. loosely on James Tony, by the way. Oh, OK. Interesting. Yeah, he's the he's this fighter that uh, the real life Jackie Callan had a relationship with, uh, you know, business relationship with. And uh reportedly they grew to not like each other very much. Oh. Um, Interesting. So you can feel that as kind of the through line of Yeah, uh, and then it just movie. becomes, you know, Shalou becomes the devil on the shoulder who, like, puts it in Luther Shaw's head that, like, you know, oh, she's taking all the credit. Like, what do you think's happening? But then in truth, that is also kind of really she, happening. She was kind of doing She was, that. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, And then you have Holt McCallany, who I feel like we talk about all the time on this podcast, come in as the HBO producer. I always love, just to say, because we work in this industry, it always makes me laugh. There's a scene where an HBO producer oh. calls Jackie Callan and is like this piece of shit. And yeah. literally like, I've we've I've we've worked with HBO. Right. Like, I don't know that that would ever be. No, a they're all yeah. like a producer who would call Jackie Collins and be like, "Come on, Jackie, you're gonna give this local guy a shot." Like, yeah. fuck that local. Like, literally, yeah, yeah. it's like so. The music like drops to this like yeah. very evil Sinister. like minor chord like and you're just like that's, let's calm down. That's a kind bit. of like, the, I think he would. I don't know. It that's just, kind of the problem with this funny. movie yeah. is that it it's not Rocky. No. Right, like so, it's not as big and grandiose as Rocky, but it's also not as like smart or astute, uh, or at least educational as something like Moneyball or High Flying Bird, right? Where you, you right. I High could, you could Bird, see a right. movie, you could see a version of this movie where it's like you kind of get the you know, inside baseball, as it were, of like of boxing. You right? know, you know what it lives in the world of. I like this movie a little bit more than um, Against the Ropes, but it lives in the world of. Uh, little scene movie uh, by Rod Lurie called Resurrecting the Champ. Yeah. Which is Josh Hardnett and Sam Jackson. Yeah. And it's based on a very good, I believe, LA Times piece about a journalist who believed 
he discovered this past uh, boxing champion homeless on you know on basically on Skid Row and um, and then kind of came to realize that it probably wasn't true and this guy thought he was somebody else and anyway it's a very good movie Hardnet gives a very good performance mm-hmm. uh, Sam Jackson is very good as well and um, and uh, it's it's the same kind of thing where tonally. Um, they're playing with a lot of different things, and I think it works a little bit better in Resurrecting the Champ. But like you're saying, Connor, it never finds the... I don't know, it never finds the tone. And even to the point, I don't know how you felt about this, Mom, like her little speech she gives at the end, like were you into that speech in the ring that she gives uh, the boxer? Luther? Well, I mean, don't you kind of... Just expect it. <laughs> yeah, but I guess I that's mean, the thing. It's it... I, I thought it was a little... Yeah, you know, kind of silly, right. you know. But I, guess, but I, I then think you it were had it. to happen. Yeah, right. You, you know, I mean, you wanted that ending, right? You right. Know? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Mean, I did I mean, kind of want a Tim. If you're gonna, I guess the other thing to your point, mom. If you're gonna go in that way, then have Tim Daly and Meg Ryan kiss too. You right. Know? I mean, I, I, I guess that. that's. I guess that's kind of my point. <laughs> is there's a there's a broad like. I wish Tim Daly had a. It never career. weirdly fully escapes aesthetically, right? Like the way that it looks and the way that it feels. It never fully escapes being like probably what people had in their heads as a Meg Ryan movie. Yeah. And it right? just, it, it's, it costs kind of like hanging up a little bit yeah, in that cost, regard. So it's like cost yeah. $39 million. Yeah. Two, yeah. That's okay. too many dollars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First of yeah. all, you can kind of, you can kind of tell though. Cause that, uh, yeah. well, that's the other thing. I think the boxing in this movie, like it's okay. It's just not Charles shot. Dunn is a is primarily TV director. Right. Uh, you know, obviously long weirdly, right. With, when you think about it, like she, she worked with Keaton. Yeah. And then as a director, and then work with Dutton as a director, and then work with Diane English, right? Like right. TV, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't really make a lot of future movies. Um, so it's it's a little. It, there's a lot of wide shots. There's not a lot of dynamic editing in the boxing scenes. Yeah, I guess that's the it's thing. Just it's not just... over. Like if you think about something like Creed, which I don't even love as well, much as. How about the fighter? Right, the Mark Wahlberg, the Mark yeah. Wahlberg movie. Right. I great, mean, yeah, that was scenes. a great film. I mean, about yeah. fighter. Yeah, I mean, and the fight scenes are very visceral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then this movie just—I guess that's my point—is like if the stuff outside the ring isn't going to touch on the like interesting relationship that could occur, you know, in terms of like racially speaking between her yeah. and Omar Ebbs, if you're not going to talk about that stuff, then at least make it a decent boxing movie. Yeah. And it, it, it like tries to manage that at the very end. I mean, there is that nice little moment where he does do the quick, uh, you know, he does the quick switch with his feet and he switches his stance, which is very hard to do in boxing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a cool little moment. Uh, and they tease it early on in the movie. Um, but other than that, it's just not, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's not engaging enough. Right. Uh, well, dude, you think, you kind of enjoy this movie, Mom. Were there any standouts for you? Yeah, I mean, it was okay. Yeah, I, I didn't think she was terrible. Right. I, I mean, I like Charles Dutton. Yeah, I, mean, I, I really do I, love you know, Charles I, Dutton. I like him. I, I think Omar Epps did a nice job. I, you know, but yeah, it's not a high caliber movie, I don't think. You yeah, know, it, I, so it basically made $6 million, cost 39 wow. so it was a huge yeah. Yeah. disappointment. And what kind of marked the end of her career as a movie star? Was it say. promoted? When I don't know. I, don't, I remember, there, I, I mean, remember I, rem- I remember much. reading reviews of it, and it, it, it I remember. Tra- I remember trailers, yeah. I remember Roger Ebert gave it a positive review. Did he? Um, okay. He did. Um, now, how about this? Tim Daly, Mom, tell me if you remember this. Yeah. Tim Daly... 
is part of the first film festival I ever went to, courtesy of Julie Mecca, of you. Tribeca Film Festival. Oh. Right after 9-11, obviously, you know, yes. which is how it started. Right, right. But we went to one of the first ones. We and I think did. you were excited about it for me because I was getting into movies. Yeah. And we live, we grew up, you know, an hour north-ish of, of New we, York City. And us? so you were like, let's go down. We'll yeah. we'll, 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 we'll wait online. We waited. And we waited on line for a movie uh, for a movie that Tim Daly directed yeah. that ended up going straight to, like, you know, showtime or, you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah. And it, he's in it as well. And it's like a crime drama. And the name of the movie is Bereft. Bereft. And yeah. it's Vanessa Shaw. Oh, yeah, I like her. And we all like Vanessa yeah, Shaw. Yeah. He's been in a lot of movies. Yeah. She's in Eyes Wide Shut. She has a great scene with Tom Cruise. Yeah. She's in, uh, has a great scene in 310 to Yuma. With, with, with uh, uh, Russell, Russell Crowe, Crow. yeah. uh, speaking of. And she's, she's in a bunch in, of other 40, she's, 40 in, she's in Side Effects. So, oh, great. With, uh, Side Effects. Did you ever see very... Side Effects with, uh, with Rooney, Rooney Mara and Jude Law? I love Rooney Mara. Um, no, I don't you, think do I. You, I think you'd like I that one. I don't think I yeah, watched should, that. Yeah, yeah. I think it seems so to work. Who was the husband in that? Channing Tatum's the husband okay. uh, of Rooney Mara. Right. And then right. Vanessa Shaw is also in it. A lot of people okay. are Captain Jude Law. Jones. She's married to Jude Law. Jude in that Law, movie, yeah. right. Okay. That's who I um, Vanessa remember. Shaw is married to Jude Correct. Law. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, that we saw that movie. That was like we my first did, film right, festival. You right. took me and we saw Bereft. Tim Blake Nelson's also in the movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's and I right. asked, wow. I asked a question at the Q&A. And, yep. and I don't know why I remember yep. this. I think because it, it was important. Oh, it was an important I think moment. Tim Daly's wife was even in that movie. Maybe. Who's I, who's his wife? Do you know? She played the owner of the Photoshop. Oh, in, photography shop. in Breft? Are you yes. remembering Breft right now? I am. <laughs> I yes. Could, I couldn't even tell you what the movie. I remember I the title. But, yeah. But I remember yeah. I asked in the Q&A, I asked Tim Daly a question. And my question was such a Q and A question. I mean, look, I was like fifteen, right? So yeah. give me a little credit. I was like, so "Did you guys do a lot of improv- improvisation on set?" Which is like such a yeah. Q and A. Because now, look, you know, lucky for me, the film stage and whatnot, I've been to a million film festivals. I leave, right? I leave before the Q and yeah, A. If you if you ask a question new, at the Q and A, you're a monster. Well, because <laughs> you've been doing enough Q and As, unfortunately, a lot of people. It's literally like. Well, 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 at the end, what do you think happened at the end? You know, it's a lot yeah. of like, um, this isn't really a question. It's more of a comment. I felt, you know, like yeah. you get a lot of that. So, what, like, do or, you remember what he answered when you asked oh, him that Oh, I question? think he said, oh, God, I think he said. Go to hell, oh, kid. You know what's funny? <laughs> do you know what's funny, actually? This is what's funny. I actually remember this now that, now that we're talking about it. What he said was, he basically was like, Yes, we had a script, of course, but we w- we would go off book if, if you know if someone had an idea, and then he turned to Vanessa Shaw, who was also there, and he said, "Why don't you? Why doesn't somebody ask Vanessa Shaw what it was like improvising on Eyes Wide Shut with Stanley Kubrick?" And it was like a funny moment of like, because because I think where the implication was there wasn't a lot of that. Like Kubrick was a pretty, right. was a pretty precise guy. Mm-hmm. And so that's a deflection. Though. That's seen, not- <laughs> well, and if you've seen eyes wide shut, uh, which is, which is my favorite movie of all time. Um, he, which my, you, my, it wrote, mom's rolling her eyes. Yeah. Oh, rolling her eyes. Guys. I, I was like, who did I raise? Eyes one day, we're gonna okay. re- one day yeah, me and you are going to just I rewatch Eyes by Chuck. I'm with, I'm with Dan on it. I don't know if it's my favorite of all time, but it's, now it's that must be another sure. one where Tom is, Tommy Cruz is doing something different. That must have been a little weird for you, right? 
Eyes Wide Shut. Oh God, yeah, they, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah I would love Kidman. to rewatch that with you. Though. But I just remember That's he so, looked so. It'd be handsome. like my fifty. Could I? Could I be a fly he, on that wall? Oh my God, he <laughs> oh, was so yeah, handsome yeah, no, in that weird. movie, wasn't he? Oh God, oh very handsome. Yeah, so that handsome was prime cruise. Um, but, but anyway, yeah, that was a little disturbing. Vanessa Shaw basically plays a prostitute. Um, in the movie, and they have this one scene where he's she's propositioning him, mm-hmm. and the boy. And we don't we want to talk about as much, but the whole point of the movie it, it's a very important scene to the it. It's one of the most direct scenes in the movie that addresses the overall theme of the movie, right? So, I love the scene that she's in, and I think she's great in it. And the uh, another another favorite scene is uh, the uh, the Alan Cumming scene. Oh, he's film, great. Which that scene is yeah. where Alan Cumming basically is directly hitting on Tom Cruise. And a big part of that movie is, you know, the idea of sexuality and Tom Cruise, literally, like in the movie, they're outwardly making fun of Tom Cruise's masculinity. That's a part of the movie. These yeah. are the, the homosexual rumors about Tom Cruise during that time. Kubrick is basically in the movie trolling Tom yeah. Cruise as part of this movie about sexual identity and sexual doubts and stuff. Anyway. Um, enough of that. I like Vanessa Shaw. And bereft. speaking of Alan Cumming on TV, look at all the TV he does. He's right. Great, he's in right? everything. The right. Good Wife Broadway. And, oh my gosh, he does it all. He, he in does fact, it all. He must be doing something. I just saw him recently on an interview. Was he doing something new? I don't know. It's a good question. He must be Alan Cumming. Well, this this is just a little aside. This is so funny. Mal and Tim. Right. My love, sister and her boyfriend. And her boyfriend love Alan Cumming. And we just found out, because he, he mentioned it in this interview, he owns a bar somewhere here. Oh, in yeah, the yeah, city. yeah. It, it's in the, um, it's, and, it's, it's south. It's in the, um, and apparently sometimes he tends bar. So, oh, that's of course, nice. Mal and Tim want to. Should we try to go there? Absolutely. Let's do it. Absolutely. Love, let's go I'm totally out of context. And he says we're he in has a bit of a heavy <laughs> hand. We're all in New York for weddings, so now we're all going to. Oh, a heavy let's, hand with the poor? With the poor, So maybe yeah. we should try well, to go there. Wouldn't it be great to see Alan that would be. I've and, seen and him a few times. Bar. I've seen him a few times have. over yeah. the years. Yeah, because he's but a What a great actor. He's a great I remember him in a movie years ago with Minnie Driver and Chris. Oh, Oh my, oh god. my god. Mini Driver. That? Well, they're yeah. both in Goldeneye. Remember oh, Mini yeah. Driver is is Oh uh, yeah, she pops up who's for 2 Chris seconds. Chris on NCIS. I know I'm Oh my god. Chris O'Donnell? Chris O'Donnell. Alan Minnie Cumming Driver, and Mini Driver. Oh, Alan uh Cumming Circle of Friends. Circle yep. of Friends. Oh, whoa, that yep. is a pull. I don't yep. even know if I know that movie. Yeah, that, yeah, it was a nice movie. We are just they fully were so off the young. Deep right, that's the name of it, Circle of Friends. I mean, let's just let's say Alan Cumming was not such a great character, but but he's a great actor. Great, I can do it. He can do anything. Character. Yeah. yeah. This has been the Alan Cumming B side yeah. and, the, and yeah. Vanessa Shaw. Yeah, we Shaw don't need to do the Alan Cumming and Vanessa Shaw. I'm happy we talked. But anyway, Vanessa Shaw yeah. bereft. Been important movie wow, and moment in my life. Try back at film festival. We'll go back up. We're gonna go back up the back up the stack here. Alan Cumming, Vanessa Shaw, Tim Daly against the ropes. Okay. But no, against the ropes. We've. I think we've covered it. I mean, it's just. Don't you think? In, in Against the Ropes, Tony Shalhoub, I think. Is the Santa? A, he yeah, I mean, yeah. he's playing a, a gangster yeah. boxing guy. I would right? say I mean, him him, and and uh And isn't and it Dutton. funny, they're both... Yeah, and yeah. Charles Dutton. And, 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 and Charles it's Dutton. funny that Daly and Shalhoub are both in wings. And That's what I said. Oh, my I know, gosh. That's what I said. It is funny to think about that. Yeah, I honestly, I can't... Yeah, I think just the big thing for me with her is I it's and usually I can usually I can like swallow an accent as you said Julie like it does kind of disappear after a while after yeah. a while yeah. for sure yeah. it sounded and not to bring it all the way back but there's 
So I don't know how well you guys remember Joe versus the volcano, but the second of her three performances in it, uh, is that she talks like this a lot. And there's a little bit of that in this. A clenched jaw. Yeah, there's like it kind of, and I don't know if that's a Meg Ryan thing right. or if it's like an affectation she's putting on mm-hmm. for this thing. But th- her accent at Against the Robes weirdly yeah. sounds a little, yeah, a, a, little a little, a little, a little bit yeah. like that character in Joe versus the Volcano. I have no response to that. So, uh, like we said, in a perfect world, she's in Big Little Eyes season three, right? We hope. Looking forward, that, I'd love that's to see her in something, what something yeah. like that. You I know, like we said, she her. she directed a movie called Ithaca, which nobody saw, but mm-hmm. did she did direct a movie? So mm-hmm. maybe she directs, right? Like I do hope she keeps working. Um, I hope so. What is she doing? I you I know mean, I, we were looking it up before the show. Nothing like what? that you would, nothing that you would like that would jump out at you. There's no, there is no, I, I, at the moment there is no like big little lies no. um, type of a thing. You know, on her IMDb, you know what I mean, coming up. Uh, she's getting married. That's like the next thing on her list. Right. She's finally marrying John the Mellicamp. Cougar himself, right? yeah. John Cougar Mellicamp. I'm happy they're getting married. Good for them. And yeah, I mean, there's nothing really on the horizon. A lot of just pending things, nothing concrete. Um, her son is a, is Jack Quaid, is acting in a lot of things, her and Dennis oh, Quaid's son. How so is he now? In his 20s, he's been oh, in a lot God. of different things. So, you know. I think we know a couple of people who went to school with him, actually. Do we really? Yeah. She semi recently gave a pretty interesting interview just like about her career. If I can find it, I'll also put it in the the article, the body of the article, just as a reference point where she was pretty honest just about like, you know, the track of her career and, you know, when the rom-com stopped, when she stopped making the rom-coms and and, and whatnot. And, And look, like a lot of those profiles, she sounds like she's in a good place. So, you know, you obviously hope. I hope so. That she's yeah. doing well. I do think she's good in the land in in the movie in the land of women. Mm-hmm. She's uh, Kristen Stewart's mother. She has she has a couple really great scenes in that movie in the land of women. That's from 07. Um, and you know, so there are things you can point to. Other B sides, ones that you love, Mom. French Kiss, right? Oh God, I love French Kiss. French love Kiss. That movie. Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. I'm a fan. I think IQ is kind oh. of a cute movie. Oh, Do you remember IQ, IQ? Uh, the math Robbins, movie? Right? Yeah. Um, I used to like that God, movie a lot. She, she really has that made... actually. IQ was always on. Maybe the that USA. was my, maybe that was my first. IQ memory. was always on the USA Channel, and I would always come home from like middle school at like two thirty, and it would be the movie yeah. that was on. Yeah. Also I, with IQ? Walter Matthau. Yeah, yeah, IQ. Also with Walter. So yeah. two, right. two, two, Walt, two Walt movies. Um, yeah, she's got a lot of them. I recommend When a Man Loves a Woman. It's a sad movie, but she's it very is. good it's in sad, it. But it's very uh, good. I think me and Connor yeah. both like Addicted to Love. Mom, not so much. Oh, French Kiss. I, I'll so say now this. I want to see that. French yeah. Kiss, very funny yeah, movie. Yeah, I haven't seen Kevin Klein with the great so Kevin Klein. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, look, she's had a good career. So she you know, has. God, she's made hope, a lot of yeah, movies. Yeah. I hope she comes back. I miss her. One second. One second. Um, I hope she comes back. I miss her. So do you. Yeah, I'd love Connor to see O'Donnell. her in something. We'll yeah. see what happens. Let's we'll start a petition for Big Little Lies season <laughs> three. We're all excited for season two. If you're listening and season two has already happened, sorry, it was so disappointing. Just kidding. Who knows? <laughs> um, what else? Any final words on Meg? No, I mean, I think I will say. I mean, even you know, bad accents aside, I think most you know, I should say, more often than not, I think. She always added something, and, you know, it's the kind of thing that I think when you look at just even her, whether her early movies or her later movies, 
you know, that, that thing that we talk about often on this podcast that, that, you know, whatever it is, she, you know, she's got it, you know, whatever, whatever it is that makes, that makes a movie star, she's got it. We still watch her movies. I mean, gosh, yeah, they're on all the time. Now your favorite, just to end it, your favorite Meg Ryan movie is When Harry Met Sally, right? Oh, I, I, yes, and 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 you've got mail. Yeah, and probably French Kiss. Yeah, yeah, I think I would say yeah. those. Yeah, I have, and, have to say it has to be sleep, Sally, and, and you've sleepless. got mail. Yeah, those. I would say favorites. favorites. I, yeah, Harry met Sally. It's got to be. Yeah, got to be. And against the ropes, obviously. Of course, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, well, Mom, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. This uh, happy was great. Mother's Day! So much fun. To thank you. you. Belated you. Mother's Day, and Happy Mother's Day, belated to all the mothers. Indeed. And to all the Meg Ryans of the world. And uh, as the great 50 Cent once said, you either get rich or Meg Ryan. It's my voice, isn't it? I hate my voice. I know, it's terrible.